This week, we have another full slate of games to look forward to. Luckily for us, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has us covered with so many different ways to get in on the action. DraftKings Sportsbook is based right here in the U.S., not offshore, so you know your funds are safe and secure. Plus, they have new odds, boosts, and promotions on your favorite sports every day. With DraftKings Sportsbook, you can bet from wherever, whenever, you don't even have to leave your house. And for those where sports betting is not yet available, head to the DraftKings app and check out all of their daily fantasy contests. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SI when you sign up. For a limited time, all new users can get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. That's code SI to get your sign-up bonus up to $1,000. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to SI.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. I look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano. Yo, what's up and welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and Michael Fabiano. Want to give a big shout out to my guy, Dr. Roto. Obviously, many of you in the fantasy football community are on Twitter and we've seen Doc's announcement yesterday that he'll no longer be with us over at SI. So listen, Dr. Roto's a guy that I've known and loved and respected for a long time now. It's tough to see this happen, but obviously a big shout-out to Dr. Roto, Mike. Yeah, and, and you know what, Doc? I really enjoyed working with you. Uh, it wasn't that long that we worked together, but had a lot of fun. Uh, obviously a very, very knowledgeable guy when it comes to fantasy sports. So uh, sad to see him go. I've been there, my friend. I promise you, you will bounce back. No doubt about it. Me also, myself also been there, kind of still going through it. But um, <laughs> the bounce backs do come, like you said, Mike, and definitely nothing but a shout out to Dr. Roto. And mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll see his name at the top of the leaderboard coming towards the end of this upcoming season. Let's get ready to hop into it. Thursday Night Football, NFC South, Mike, Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. Carolina Panthers come into this game as a two point favorite via the DraftKings Sportsbook. I do not believe we have Christian McCaffrey tonight. No, McCaffrey's not going to go. So, Everybody who picked up Mike Davis, who doesn't also have McCaffrey, you get one more week. <laughs> and they, <laughs> you may want to be looking to try and trade him to the McCaffrey owner uh, as a handcuff because I don't know how much value he's going to have the rest of the season. I feel like this game is pretty chalk, right? Teddy Bridgewater is a very good play. I like him in DFS. I like him in redrafts. You're going to start Davis. You're going to start Robbie Anderson. You're going to start DJ Moore, who's uh, started to put up some very good numbers on the other side. Don't love Matt Ryan this week. Like, I get it. Breeze had a big game against Carolina last week, but overall they've been pretty tough against quarterbacks. He's out of my top 15 at the position. You're playing Todd Gurley, who had a smash spot last time. He played Carolina 25 fantasy points. And then Julio Jones and, of course, Calvin Ridley are no-brainers. 
Peyton Hurst, though, Corey, I, I, I'm not in on him this week. That Carolina defense overall has been pretty tough. Yeah, no, they have been tough, and I think Hayden Hurst is a guy that's is, is tough, especially on a Thursday night. Have you heard anything about weather in this game? I have not. I have not, but I will certainly check on that. Yeah, so I think weather could be a, a thing in this game. Like, Listen, when it comes to weather, I really don't factor that into my analysis unless it's real heavy winds. But I think most professionals can play through rain. So keep an eye out for weather situations for this game right here. So it looks like, yeah, it looks like there's about a 50% chance of rain in this game. So yeah. keep tabs on what's going on pregame, that kind of thing. But honestly, I don't know that it's going to affect too many people. I mean, unless we're talking about one of those absolute downpours. But at this point, 50% chance of rain. All right. Now, Minnesota Vikings and Green Bay Packers. This is a game that the Minnesota Vikings will lose because Minnesota Vikings cannot beat the teams in the NFC North. I remember, a couple of, I, remember, I, I, remember I was doing an SI video last year, Mike, and I called the NFC North the NFC Central. And I'm like, they ain't been the oh, NFC Central man. in 20 years. <laughs> I know, but those were the good old days, man. Remember when, like, the St. Louis Cardinals were somehow in the mm -hmm. NFC East? Yes, I remember those days uh, very well. Uh, Aeneas, Aeneas Williams locking up Michael Irvin. Like he always did for some odd reason. And of course, the Jake Plummer game, which I will uh, never forget as a Dallas Cowboys fan. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that was that was a brutal one. That was a brutal one right there. But now nah, we, we got Vikings and we got Packers tonight. The Vikings, listen, you know, for a team that's primarily run dominated, they can pass the football pretty good. They can. And you also have to keep in mind that I mean, Justin Jefferson's been great. He has been tremendous. I mean, I don't know why they didn't give him the football over the first couple of weeks of the season. But lately, he's been very good. Here's where I have a little bit of concern with him, though, okay? Who is Jair Alexander going to cover this week, right? Are they going to put him on Jefferson, or are they going to line him up against Thielen? Now, that is a big – you're still going to start Jefferson. You're still going to start Thielen regardless. But that one there is something that you need to watch. If I'm looking on our pals over at PFF, they have their wide receiver cornerback matchups. They have – Thielen being covered by um, by Alexander. So if that's the case, I might have a little bit more faith in Jefferson. But this one here uh, is, is going to be pretty interesting. I think it could end up being a high-scoring game. And, boy, I tell you, if Dalvin Cook is, is back and it looks like he's going to be back, he could go for 150 against that defense, man. Their defense is bad. On the other side, Aaron Jones is a question mark. So hopefully you uh, added Jamal Williams, who would be a top-12 play if Jones can't go again. Yeah, I would agree with you on that one. Devontae Adams also in a good spot, you know, uh, this week, I, I think. So, listen, like you said, for the most part, we hit the chalk with this one. It's going to be interesting to see how the Vikings navigate this game. Do you think Zimmer's in trouble? I don't know that they're going to fire him in season, but, yeah, he, he's certainly in trouble. They have more talent uh, on that roster, and they should be better than what they are right now record-wise. Uh, quick question, fantasy-related, though. Kirk Cousins, he had a big game against the Packers early on in the season. You trust him? Um, <laughs> that's my answer right there. Yeah, there you uh, go right there. <laughs> yeah, cousins, cousins will be in the streaming, uh, you know, conversation for some folks out there. But quarterback so deep, I don't know that you need to lean on Kirk Cousins this week. But if you do, the matchups right, you had a good game against them. Remember that was the game where Rodgers went bananas and the Packers just beat up on the Vikings. Uh, Rodgers should do that again. That Vikings defensive backfield is an absolute just disaster at this point. Yeah, no doubt. So um, I think Rodgers is in for a big one. I like, I like, I listen, I, I think it's going to be, 
listen, I, I'd be honest with you. I think it's going to be fantasy friendly, but I do think that the um that the Packers get out on them because this is kind of what they do to the Minnesota Vikings. Tennessee and Cincinnati. Tennessee comes on to this one. Road game for the Titans. They go on the road, five-and-a-half-point favorite against the Bengals team. You've seen Burrow play well at times. That O-line still giving him some trouble. But that happens a lot with young quarterbacks. They have to take their lump as they build the offensive line out. When you look at the Titans, it feels like it's all starting to come together for a deep run. Yeah, and they've got a strong team. I mean, you know, they lost to Pittsburgh last week, but, uh, you know, no one's going to blame for that. That's a very good team out there uh, in the Steel City. So, Tannehill is a very good play. I have him among my top six quarterbacks for the week. Joe Burrow is, I believe I have him ranked 11th or 12th, so he's in the mix as a starter as well. When you look at the numbers, I, I know Big Ben didn't have a big game last week, but they've given up 32 to Deshaun Watson. They've given up 23 to Minshew. They gave up 19 to Cousins. So this is a defense that can be had, and Burrow's playing uh, at a pretty high level. But this game is probably chalk too, right? The only player that people may have concerns about is Johnny Smith after he had a stinker last week. Get him into your lineups, all right? The matchup is right here. Last week, Cincinnati gave up three touchdowns to Brown's tight end. So uh, I think Janu will bounce back. And on the Cincinnati side, they have been looking to Tyler Boyd often. Tennessee cannot stop slot receivers, so he needs to be in your lineup. Hell, I can make an argument, Corey, that all three Bengals wide receivers are startable this week. Ah, even A.J. Green. He's been better lately. He has Last two weeks, he hasn't been bad, man. So, I mean, he's not getting into the end zone. They're not using him in the red zone, but if I can get six catches for 75 yards, I'll take that as my wide receiver three. And I will too. Do you think they had a talk with him? Because he, he looks more engaged. It's it's quite possible. It is quite possible because the bottom line here is that the first few weeks he was getting a lot of targets and the production just wasn't there. And maybe he's bought in a little bit. Maybe he sort of realizes, all right, well, I'm going to be in Cincinnati the rest of this season. Uh, I'm going to be a free agent 2021. Maybe I need to go out there, put my best foot forward uh, and get after it. So uh, if Green was dropped in your league and a lot of leagues he was dropped, I mean, you can go out and pick him back up. Don't say you have to start him every single week, but he's at least in the matchup-based starter conversation now. New York Jets, Kansas City Chiefs. I think this one could get ugly <laughs> early, Mike. And I, and yeah, I, I, and is, is there any better prop bet on the board this week for Le'Veon Bell to score a touchdown? Oh my gosh. Le'Veon Bell to score a touchdown. I know, man. Like, th so think about this. All right, what what is it? Like a twenty-point line right now, nineteen and a half, whatever it is, right? Nineteen and a half. So, so the Chiefs are going to crush the Jets. First half, they're probably going to be up two, three touchdowns. Second half, Andy Reid walks over to Le'Veon Bell, whispers in his ear, and says, "Go get him, young fella." <laughs> right? Yes, and he team. gets he gets fifteen touches in the second half. He probably has over a hundred scrimmage yards. Maybe gets into the end zone. This is the ultimate revenge game. You don't think Le'Veon Bell wants to stick it to Adam Gase, huh? You don't think that Le'Veon Bell wants to break off a forty-yard run, get tackled, stand up, look at the Jet sideline, glare at Gase? and say, this is what you gave up, man. I got gased. I'm not washed. No doubt about it. Listen, the, the old, I, I, I want to see old school Le'Veon Bell with his hand on the back of the offensive lineman, hiding behind him, and then he busts off that big run, the spin move, all of that. And I think we do get to see all of that. Like you said, I think Andy Reid knows this is something that's a good confidence builder for the young man coming out of that terrible situation with the yep. New York Jets. And now he gets a chance to smash the Jets, and I think that does happen. When they release, when DraftKings release their player props for the week, to score a touchdown, Le'Veon Bell put the mortgage on it. Oh, man. Your Love mortgage, it. not mine. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Los Angeles Rams, Miami Dolphins. Hey, man, I tell you what, this Rams team been playing good ball. I mean, listen, fantasy-wise, we still can't figure out the backfield. 
the Cam Makers thing is absolutely amazing. And the Dolphins been playing good as well, Mike. This should be an interesting game right here, but for fantasy perspectives, uh, who do you think? Is there any standouts? Or is there anybody that's under the radar? I don't love Goff this week. They're throwing the ball far less than they did. Remember back a couple of seasons ago when they were just throwing it a ton and they were scoring points hand over fist? That's not the case this season. They're more of a run-based offense. And I like Henderson this week. Miami struggled against running backs, so I think you can trust him as a running back too or flex without question. Uh, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, the production hasn't been there. I say they're probably twos or threes this week against Miami. Uh, the tight end position, regardless of who plays, Higby was out last week. It was Everett. He got into the end zone. And then some guy named Johnny Munt was also catching passes there for L.A. Uh, don't trust any of the Rams tight ends, regardless, even if Higby is back. Uh, on the Dolphins side of things, so you're starting Gaskin, but you're not going to like it, all right? Uh, th- this this Rams defense has been pretty tough against running backs. Only Zeke and Miles Sanders have had uh, very good success against them, let's put it that way. And I'm really interested to see what kind of rapport Tua Tungavaloa has with Devontae Parker. Because Parker's going to get shadowed by Jalen Ramsey for most of this contest, which is not good news in and of itself. And then you throw in the fact that Tua is making his first NFL start, and Parker becomes maybe a little bit of a risk. I think Gesicki is in play as a as a low tight end one because maybe that will be Tua's security blanket. But I got to tell you, Corey, I've been wrong on Gesicki every single week. So don't trust me on him. No, it's tough. To, it's tough to be right on Gesicki. I, you know, I, I, he's I've driven me them. nuts, man, more than yeah, any no. other player. He no, he's a tough guy to figure out. The the the, the Tua thing is interesting. Um, I think he could struggle this week. Like you said, going up against that defense, at least he is at home. Devontae yep. Parker is a player that I'm likely fading this week. Mm-hmm. But listen, on my specific roster, Mike, right? Mm-hmm. If I fade Parker, I got to play Gallup. Oh, well, then you're playing Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a choice, man. You don't have a choice. There, we. You want to talk about this Cowboys-Eagles game now? I mean, like, this thing yeah, is going to be a train wreck, dude. <laughs> Let, Let's get it out of the way, right? Ben I thought Ben DiNucci was his last name. I was like, what's his <laughs> first name? They was like Ben. I was like, so his name is Ben, Ben DiNucci? They was like, no, his name is Ben DiNucci. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, I mean, it sounds like he's an Italian, which is, you know, that's a good thing. I like, you know, I love yeah. the Paisan, but I mean, geez Louise, uh, no way. I, I'm starting all my Eagles this week, all right? I'm starting Carson Wentz. I'm starting the Eagles defense. I'm starting Richard Rodgers. I'm starting uh, Travis Fulgham. Starting them all, man. Boston Scott, get them all in your lineup. The, hell, I'll start Jake Elliott for crying out loud. The Cowboys... And Dalton might play. We're not sure. I mean, it's it's only Thursday. No, no. We're not really sure. Zeke, you'll play because you kind of have to. I'm hoping that rest of the season I get RB2 numbers from Zeke because the offensive line's a mess. Hopefully, Joe Looney will be back soon, and hopefully, Zach Martin will be back soon. But until then, the offensive line is an absolute disaster. Outside of Cooper, can you feel confident starting any of the wide receivers? I wouldn't play Cooper, bro. Wow. With Den- if, Denucci's, if Denucci's the quarterback, I'm definitely not playing Cooper because, first off, uh, Darius Slay. He has not done well against Darius Slay. And Darius Slay no is one of the top corners in the National Football League. Even if Dalton is playing, I still don't know that I trust Amari Cooper. You're probably going to have to play him. There's teams on a bye. It's Amari Cooper. Like, I get it. Temper your expectations. No doubt. Um, And Ezekiel Elliott. Mm. And my fantasy football buy low today. I wrote up Ezekiel Elliott. But I told fantasy managers not to buy low on Ezekiel Elliott unless you're in a dynasty league. Because I don't see where it comes together at. This guy's out of shape. He's fumbling. He's dropping passes. He looks very, very bad. Yeah, he misses Dak. I mean, don't we all, right? You and I miss Dak as well because at least the Cowboys were competitive in some games. But um, yeah, it's tough, man, because you you can't even trade him right now because you're not going to get much for him, right? I mean, you're getting pennies on the dollar for, for, for Dak. 
you, uh, for Zeke. You're looking at the schedule too, right? I mean, so you got Philly this week, all right? I mean, the defense is, is not bad at all. Then you got Pittsburgh, right? And then later on in the season, you got Baltimore. You got San Francisco in week 15, and you got the Eagles again in week 16. That's not a good schedule, man, for, for Zeke. So you got to hope that the offensive line gets a little bit healthier, right? I mean, it's never going to be what it was uh, last season or two seasons ago. It's just not going to be because, you know, Tyron's out, of course, Lyle Collins. So it, it's not going to be what it was. But I'm just hoping I get RB2 numbers from him, Corey, because I can't expect high-end numbers from Zeke with no Dak with Danucci under center, even with Dalton under center, and the offensive line is shot to hell. And then also keep in mind, game script might not yep. be in the Cowboys' favor for the rest of the season in the second half. I wish they could flex this game to, like, Saturday night or something like that. So I, I, I like to flex it off the night. schedule. How about that? <laughs> Just give the Eagles the win, man. I'd like a forfeit. I agree with you on that one, Mike. I do not want to have to sit up here and watch that and ruin my Sunday night. Yeah. I, here's, here we go right now. It's time to get one of the big ones. One of the big ones, one of the big AFC showdowns coming up this week. We got our first taste of which should be a very entertaining main game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is a four-point favorite at the DraftKings Sportsbook, Mike. A lot of people have Baltimore locked in to win this division. Pittsburgh very well is in play to win this division. We haven't seen the best of Lamar Jackson this year. We've seen a resurgent Ben Roethlisberger. This should be a good one right here. I'm thinking all hands on deck, but I'm particularly curious about the Baltimore running back situation. Right, and we have to see what the status of Mark Ingram is, right? Because he's he hasn't practiced, and if he can't get back to practice, well, then it's going to be Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. Now, most people would be like, ooh, this is a good one for Dobbins, right? Maybe he busts out. Maybe that's true, but Pittsburgh's defense is pretty good against the run. And Baltimore has not shown the ability to want to run one guy as their featured back. I mean, they've been running three dudes and it's driving everybody crazy. So I would say that Dobbins and Edwards would be in the flex starter conversation if Ingram can't go, but I can't promise you who's going to get more touches in that game. It could be a 50-50 split. Uh, At the wide receiver position, I think Hollywood Brown's probably a three this week, maybe a flex. Mark Andrews, Lamar Jackson, obvious starts for Pittsburgh. I'm fading Ben Roethlisberger this week. I, 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 listen, I, I get it. Uh, Big Ben has put up some pretty good numbers, not last week. But the Ravens, they're giving up over 20 fantasy points a game, but they've played against Patrick Mahomes, right? And Carson Wentz just threw the ball a ton in the second half, yeah. trying to eliminate a deficit. So if you take those guys out of the equation, uh, you know, that it's not as great of a matchup. And Big Ben is averaging fewer than 240 yards and fewer than 15 fantasy points in his last three games. He's also scored fewer than 15 fantasy points of uh, in eight of 11 career games in Baltimore. So he hasn't done well uh, at M&T Bank Stadium. I'd be fading Roethlisberger. Everybody else is a go, although we're not sure what's going on with Deontay Johnson, who's hurt again. Like if this guy could ever avoid injuries, he could end up being a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. So you're going to have to keep tabs on his status. Eric Ebron's a little bit banged up as well, and he's a fade for me too. But uh, those Steelers wide receivers... A lot of it's going to depend on whether or not DJ can get back out there on the gridiron. Las Vegas Raiders and Cleveland Browns tangle in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns sitting at 5-2. and two. The Raiders also uh, somewhat in the playoff mix in the AFC. Should be a good one uh, to go down in Cleveland. Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season. So mm-hmm. that sell-high call ended up being right, Mike. But uh, who was this young wide receiver that went off for the Browns last week? Um, ah, you're Rashard Higgins, right? Yeah, I mean, Rashard Higgins. So, yeah, well, not so a young pe- wide He's been around for about four years. Pe- people are people are uh, sort of high on him. I, I'm tempering expectations, all right? Like, I get it. 
you know, OBJ's out, so opportunities are going to be there. But how many targets was OBJ really getting every week? I mean, you know yeah, what I mean? True. Like, it wasn't like he was getting 10 targets a game. I think Jarvis will benefit. He's a very good play against Las Vegas. They're tough against, They're not tough against slot receivers. And Higgins is a three for me this week. And he's kind of a, all right, I'm going to start him and kind of see where it goes and see what the target share is and, you know, see how much Donovan Peoples-Jones gets involved in there as well and how much Harrison Bryan is involved and, and David Njoku. Time will tell, uh, but Higgins to me, I, I'd start him as a three or a flex, but I, I'm not expecting him to put up monster numbers once again. For the Raiders, Derek Carr is a nice little play, especially in DFS, 5500 bucks. all right? He has quietly been really good. Look at his numbers, 19-plus fantasy points in four of his last five games. He's averaging 19 points per game for the season. That's pretty good. He's got uh, a great matchup, right? Joe Burrow threw for 406 yards, scored four touchdowns last week. And uh, their defense has allowed four quarterback performances of more than 24 fantasy points this season. Burrow did it twice. So Derek Carr is not bad. Nelson Aguilar has got to be on the radar as well. Like, I get it. It's Nelson Aguilar. He's got a touchdown in three straight games, folks. I mean, you can't argue with the production. So he's going to be in the mix as well. I'm hoping that Josh Jacobs can can bounce back because last week, boy, that was an absolute stink bomb against Tampa Bay. But, I mean, that's a, that's a very strong run defense. No doubt about it. Uh, New England Patriots and Buffalo Bills oh, games in Buffalo. Oh, Can you imagine if there Bro. was fans in the stands? This would have been a wild scene in Buffalo as they finally have the upper hand on Big Brother. Speaking of Big Brother, New England Patriots, Mike, I don't think you can start nobody besides the kid. No, like, think about it. This is the th- When was the last time that you did a fantasy football show during the regular season and said, there's not one Patriot I can start with confidence? Never. Right? I like. I'm thinking like, like Tony Eason. I mean, I don't even know like who the quarterback would have been for the Patriots. Like, I mean, even, you know, back to Drew Bledsoe. I mean, those offenses were pretty prolific too. So I, I don't know. I, I can't play Cam. I can't do it. I can't play Edelman. Edelman's getting dropped in leagues, right? Yep. I, I can't play James White. I mean, maybe he's a three or a flex at best this week. I'm not playing Damian Harris. I'm not playing any of the tight ends. I, there's nothing to play there. There's nothing. And and people, people wonder why Brady got the hell out of New England, right? You think Julian Edelman at night sits at home, and text Tom Brady, looks at pictures of them together with all the rings, and is just like just bawling his eyes out because Brady brought in Antonio Brown. Yeah, <laughs> and Edelman is stuck in hell in New England right like, now. What, what are you doing with Antonio Brown? I thought it was me and you, bro. I and know, he's like, dude. Nah, this is this is Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This is Hall of Fame t- caliber talent right here. Going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But now nah, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen. Um, listen, you know. He needs to get right and get back on his MVP trajectory, slowed down the past couple of weeks. Yep. What do you think about Singletary and Moss, though? I actually like Moss and DFS more this week. Singletary has had the opportunity to pull away in this backfield competition when Zach Moss missed time. He didn't do it. Nope. He's not getting it done. I mean, this is a guy, you know, you're looking at the numbers here, and even with the volume of touches, the totals just are not there, right? Uh, and, and he's averaging fewer than four yards per rush. That's not Never endearing good. him to fantasy owners either. So, like, the matchup actually is pretty good. The Patriots have getting crushed by – it's so weird. The Patriots, to start the season, were really good against running backs, like really tough. And then Lindsey goes for 101 against them. And then last week, I mean, geez, Jeff Wilson Jr., really? Like, that guy looked like – hell, I don't even want to say uh, Raheem Mostert. Like, Roger Craig, for crying out loud, he was yeah. running all over that team. So it's it's not even that it's a bad matchup. I just don't trust Singletary. Maybe I trust Moss a little bit more 
Uh, other than that, at Chalk, you're starting Josh Allen. You're starting, of course, Stephon Diggs in this game as well. Although the Diggs-Gilmore matchup should be interesting. There's been some trade rumors maybe that Gilmore could be on the move. I'm not sure if that's going to happen. Time will tell. But Gilmore, he hasn't been Stephon Gilmore good this season yet. Indianapolis Colts, Detroit Lions. Lions go Lions home after that miracle win last week versus the Falcons. The Colts, I believe, are coming off a bye, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. What do we think about uh what do we think about the Colts and also uh, a couple people picked up this guy, Marcus Johnson, this week? Yeah, I picked him up in a few leagues. Not that I'm gonna start him, I'm gonna sit on him and kind of see what happens. Trey Burton's another player that may have gone under the radar because the Colts were coming off a bye. So if you need a tight end, he was getting more targets before the bye. Wouldn't play Rivers. I know it's the Lions. Rivers had one good game all season long. Don't love Stafford this week either. Like Stafford was a disappointment for me last week. Thought he'd have a better game from a fantasy standpoint uh, than he did against Atlanta. But the Colts defense is really good. Uh, They've given up just seven touchdown passes, the fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. No quarterback has scored more than 16.7 points against them since week two. Like it could end up being a shootout, but I'd fade Stafford this week. Uh, Keep tabs on the status of Darius Leonard, by the way, folks, because if he's back for the Colts, that is going to make the running game a little bit less attractive as it pertains to the likes of DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson. Um, continuing with the Colts, T.Y. Hilton, can't play him. Can't do it, man. And it's not even about the matchup. He's had good matchups this year, has not been able to exploit them at all. He's a better player for the Indianapolis Colts than he is for your fantasy team, and that's yep. what it comes to for T.Y. Hilton right now. Chargers and Broncos, AFC West matchup. Justin Herbert, right now the favorite to win Dude. the NFL Rookie of the Year award. How about that? He is balling out right now, going up against the Denver Broncos. Mike, what do you got? Goodness gracious, he's been good. You know, I'm so I'm so mad at myself, or I guess I'm mad at the format. Uh, in the, I think it's the Kings Classic. I'm not sure if it was the Kings Classic or the Flex. I think it's the Kings Classic. I picked up Justin Herbert earlier on in the season. I have Josh Allen in that league, right? And mm. I had a week where, and this was before he was going bananas, I had a week where like I had COVID and I had injuries and I'm like, God darn it. I don't want to drop this kid. I had no choice. Had to do it. Didn't get him back. Pretty pissed off about that. But he's been great. Nearly 40 points last week against Jacksonville. Since week two. All right. He's the QB four. Four. Okay. I mean, like it's unbelievable. And the Broncos have allowed over 20 points per game to quarterbacks. Five quarterbacks have given you 18 plus against Denver. So Herbert, I have him in my top 10. I had him in my top 10 last week. The kid's phenomenal. He's running the football like crazy. It's been great. Keenan Allen's a must-start. Hunter Henry's been a little bit disappointing. I still think he's a yeah, top-10 he play. Yeah, Mike Williams, I think he can get in the mix. He was a disappointment last week as well. The backfield, though, is a fade. Because last week, we thought it was going to be Justin Jackson, and it was Joshua Kelly, and neither one of them scored more than 11 points. I mean, they were both pretty pretty modest at best. And so I guess if I had to start one, it would be Kelly this week. But we're just guessing at this point. At uh, this it point. It could be a week-to-week thing because it's a hot hand. For Denver – so Locke is Locke makes the Chargers defense a nice streaming option. Melvin Gordon, though, revenge game. If Philip Lindsay doesn't play, he's got the concussion. Melvin Gordon, man, he can give you 15 to 18 this week against the Bolts. No doubt. I think Melvin Gordon is a good play this week. Like you said, if Lindsay doesn't get in there, I do like Melvin Gordon this week. That revenge game narrative, that's one of the reasons why he wanted to stay in the AFC West. Um Kings Classic, I have Justin Herbert. I don't know if we're in the same Kings Classic League or not. I'm in the redraft one. Yeah, I lost him. I had to drop him. I had no choice. I hate that, by the way. Number one, I I know which leagues I'm not playing in next year. Okay, (laughs) like there's a league. Okay, there's a league that I'm in. I'm not going to say what league it is. You know, somebody had to drop Mark Andrews. And I had to drop Chase Edmonds last week because the rosters are so damn small that I need – I lost Aaron Jones. 
I needed to pick up Jamal Williams. I picked up Gio Bernard. I had to drop Chase Edmonds, and I lose Chase Edmonds. I didn't want to drop him, but I had to because my rosters are so damn small. I hate that. I hate it. There should not be studly, really good startable players on the waiver wire in fantasy leagues. Unless you're just like having fun. It's a home league or whatever the case may be. But when you're playing with sharps and sharks, man, you just – I don't no, want, you need, like, you need, I picked you up Mark Andrews depth. off the waiver wire. That's crazy. Yeah, you need that depth. What I will say about the, the Kings Classic is a fun league. I believe I'm six and one is. in that league. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't I don't believe you were there last year when we were able to go to the Hall yeah, of no, Fame. Yeah, no, I wasn't live. there last year. Yeah, Marcus Grant went for me. Yeah, that's right. Marcus Grant. I was chilling with Marcus at Buffalo Wild Wings. That nice. Was was, that was a strong night, uh, Mike. Marcus is a good well, man. Yeah, he's a good dude. Um, so but so what happened though? That Akron airport is a very small airport, yep. and they canceled the majority of the flights that go in and out to the airport. I was almost, I thought I was going to have to relocate to Akron, Ohio. Oh, that's my gosh. Was that bad? tough it was to try to get back to New York City. So, wow. uh, But I look forward to going next year, but I'll be flying into Cleveland. San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. This should be a good one right here. Russell Wilson and the boys tearing it up. I don't believe they actually lost last week especially after that great play that DK Metcalf made. And the San yep. Francisco 49ers are saying, listen, we're not dead in this division. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, there, there are some really good plays in San Francisco. Obviously, George Kittle's a must-start. That's no-brainer. Brandon Ayuk, dude, look out for this kid. Last week, six catches, uh, over 17 fantasy points against New England. All right? Debo, not playing. Listen to this stat, Corey. The Seattle Seahawks are giving up an average of 60 points per game to wide receivers. 6-0. No other team No other team is giving up more than 49, which is a lot too. 60. That's freaking crazy, man. Ayuk needs to be owned across the board. I have him ranked among my top 20 wide receivers this week. Seattle's defense is terrible. That's why they're not going to go to the Super Bowl because they can't stop anybody. Tampa Bay would beat up on this team, right? So this is a very good spot for Ayuk. The backfield... It's wait and see. We know Mostert's on IR. We know Wilson is on IR. We know Coleman's on IR, but he's been designated to return. Not sure it'll be this week. So Jerick McKinnon, who was a sit for me last week, burned everybody. Shanahan, hey, Kyle, do me a favor, all right? Fantasy football is a pretty big part of the popularity of the National Football League. If you're going to bench your starting running back for most of the game, can you maybe tell us that maybe McKinnon's going to get a little rest this week? Okay, I get it. You can't do that. But that was a massive disappointment for a lot of fans. So it's McKinnon and it's Jamichael Hasty who might be the sleeper uh, of this group. And for Seattle, it's basically chalk. You're starting who you're starting. Chris Carson, unlikely to play this week. Check on the status of Carlos Hyde. He's got some hamstring tightness. Looks like he's going to be okay. If he can't go, Travis Homer's dealing with a knee bruise. And that means DJ Dallas might be in the mix. But hopefully at this point, it will be Hyde. And you know what, Corey? It's a revenge game against the Niners. <laughs> for Hyde, it's a revenge game against everybody. Half the I league know, right? is a exactly. game for It's Hyde. like Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. half the league. Every week is a revenge game. All right, let's get down in here and get into this final contest. The New Orleans Saints and the Chicago Bears. The Bears coming off of that disappointing loss out in Los Angeles last week. Saints played good against Teddy Two Gloves and the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> what gloves. the hell is up with Michael Thomas, bro? I have no idea. I mean, I always live by the mantra of beware the magical season, okay? And looking, I mean, you can look back as far back as you want. Outside of like the elite, elite, elite players, like, you know, like LT, Antonio Marshall, Brown, like, you know, stuff like Pri- that. Priest Holmes, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So, like, Lamar is having a disappointing season after a magical season, right? Michael Thomas, goodness gracious me. I mean, like, if if you could include guys who miss time due to injuries – 
uh, in the bust category, and he'd be the biggest bust in fantasy football this season, yep. right? He's given you nothing, nothing at all. So, and then he had the fight with the teammate where he got uh, disciplined there, and now he's got the hit. It's been an absolute. It seems disaster. like he's wearing thin on them. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, but Michael Thomas, like, I don't know him personally, obviously, yeah. but like, he, you know, he's tweeted some weird stuff. And seems like he could be kind of a combative guy. I'm not sure. Again, I don't know him. But, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to go this week. Emmanuel Sanders is still on the COVID list. So I'd be fading Breeze. And I was wrong about – dead wrong about Breeze. When I'm wrong, I'll tell you I'm wrong. And I was dead wrong about Drew Breeze last week. But I'm doubling down. I'm not playing him this week, right? The Bears have allowed six touchdown passes, the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've held Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, and Teddy Bridgewater fewer than 17 points this, this season. So I don't like Breeze. Maybe I'll be wrong again. I'm just looking at the data. Uh, in the backfield, obviously, Kamara's a play. Uh, Murray's probably a fade for me. And in terms of the pass catchers there in New Orleans against Chicago, I can't play anybody, man. I, unless Emmanuel Sanders comes back, maybe he's a three. I can't trust anybody outside of maybe Jared Cook. Yeah, no, I would agree with you on that. The Michael Thomas thing is interesting. Um, but 2020 has really scrambled people's minds. So... You never know what's going on in a lot of people's head, and that also seeps into professional athletics too. So yep. I think um, I would pay attention to what's going on with that situation. But on um, Michael Thomas, like I said, I think he's, you know, listen, the magical season thing I get, I think he's more talented than that, but definitely it looks like something is going on with that situation right there. Yeah, I, I still think – In the middle of the yeah. first round, that's – Oh, boy. Yeah, it's breaking your back. Right now. Yeah, I mean, I, he would have had a great season. I mean, maybe he still will in the second half. I don't know. But – you just when you come off of like that record breaking hit, it happened. It happened in to, uh, to to Lamar. It happened to Mahomes, and Mahomes was good last year. He averaged twenty points a game, but his touchdown passes were cut in half, and he only missed yep. two games. Right? Uh, remember when Tom Brady had that magical season? Yep. The next season, I believe, uh, was it Bernard yeah. Pollard? He blew out blew out his knee. So he, he, yep. he Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey mm-hmm. was awesome last year. Like I don't care whether or not it's it's injuries or whatever the case may be. You know, sometimes workload gets to a guy and, and he's not going to play again. So that's been a big loss for a lot of fantasy fans as well. So you always got and, – and, and another thing too, one thing that we've learned, I've learned this before, um, and Tyler Higby is another example of a player. Remember this, folks, when you draft moving forward, if a guy starts going off in the last four or five weeks of the season and he's got a small sample size, don't overdraft him in the following draft. In fact, I'd probably avoid him. And Tyler Higby uh, has been this year's guy that that's happened to in the past. It's been guys like, you know, Alex Collins, for example, or Zach Stacy. Um, <laughs> remember Zach Stacy? I remember. So that kind of thing is something that you remember. And Higby at this point now is on the waiver wire after being a star in the last four or five weeks of 2019. All right, there you go right there. That is the complete rundown. Don't forget Michael Fabiano, sit start available right now, si.com. Don't forget si fantasy plus for all the premium information the tools and optimizers and all that good stuff to help you win your fantasy football league in 2020 once again before we get out of here i want to give a big shout out to my guy dr roto for michael fabiano i'm Corey parson the fantasy executive si fantasy podcast brought to you by DraftKings. we are out